0: read to you from the appointed gospel, Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 through 11. And then the Spirit led Jesus up into the wilderness so that the devil might tempt him. After Jesus had fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, he was starving. And the tempter came to him and said, Since you are God's Son, command these stones to become bread. Jesus replied, It's written, people won't live only by bread, but by every word spoken by God. After that, the devil brought him into the holy city and stood him at the highest point of the temple. He said to him, since you are God's son, throw yourself down, for it is written, I will command my angels concerning you and they will take you up in their hands so that you won't hit your foot on a stone. Jesus replied again, again it's written, don't test the Lord your God. Then the devil brought him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory, and he said, I'll give you all these if you bow down and worship me. Jesus responded, go away, Satan, because it's written, you will worship the Lord your God and serve only him. And the devil left him, and angels came and took care of him. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Pray with me. It's, uh, it's a good time to be with you today. Uh, God, there's a lot going on. and we want to we want to this right we want okay i'll use my my mic We want to be with you today. We want to be with you every day and there's so many temptations that keep us away. Distract us. Tempt us. God now let us listen to your word for us today. As we have responsibilities for families and the city and the nation in so many ways this church. So open our hearts to hear your word for us today, even if it is not the one spoken by this preacher, but, but the word from your scriptures, your word for us today. As we ponder it together, in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. You know, there's nothing new about temptation. We can go back to creation story, find our people failing the test to to stay away from the tree. Lot's wife turning back when told not to. Jonah running away from his call, trying to hide in, in a ship at sea. Samson, oh, Samson attracted to Delilah. David to Bathsheba, oh my goodness, this is not new. So if you find yourself tempted, you're in good company. The scripture we, we read links us to the very early stories of, of the Hebrew people when God led them out of Egyptian slavery. In fact, there is nothing in the gospel story of the temptation of, of Jesus that does not go back directly to that time. Turn these stones to bread relates to the Hebrews in their time in the wilderness when they complained to Moses that they had no food, no water. And that time God provided them with manna and instructions on how to distribute it fairly without waste. And God provided water from the stone. Their complaint was a risky one in my mind. We had it better in Egypt as slaves. At least we had food and water. You know, at this point, some parents would tell their spoiled children, especially after rescuing them, okay, go back if that's what you want. You may learn your lesson. Instead, according to Deuteronomy 8.3, Moses tells them that it isn't by bread alone that we live, but by the word of God. It was God who provided the food and water in the desert. That 40-year sojourn in the wilderness, Moses said, was a time for God to humble the people, testing them to find what is in their heart. So here in Jesus' experience comes the same test, one we all face as nations and as people. What's in our heart? What drives us? Is it the drive for physical satisfaction, security, and pleasure? The Hebrews threatened to return to to Egypt if God couldn't provide food and water for them. This is after God led them out of slavery, huh? How do people learn? What do we turn to for satisfaction and security? even after seeing the planet so abundant that it can provide for all of us, if we learn like the Hebrews to distribute it fairly, how much is enough? Do we take double portions like some Hebrews did only to have it go to waste? Do we still not know the source of life, sustenance and purpose? Do we think the food is the source of security for our planet? And what happens when there is war in the breadbasket? Is there not another longer-term answer to security and satisfaction? Jesus' reply was, people live by every word spoken by God. This takes he takes from Moses' commentary and the first commandment that Jesus called the greatest. There is only one God, love God, our God, and God alone with your whole life and being. Well, the second test of, the, of Satan was like the first. This time Satan quotes the Psalter, the word of God that, that Jesus said we should listen to. And it's something Jesus knows well, and it's Psalm 91. It's a beautiful liturgy of divine protection. Oh, living in the Most High's shelter, camping in the Almighty's shade, I say to the Lord, You are my refuge, my strength, my stronghold. You are my God, the one I trust. Oh, and later in the psalm, God will save you from the hunter's trap and from deadly sickness. Don't be afraid of terrors at night, arrows in the day, sickness in the dark, destruction at noon. The Lord will order his messengers to help you, to protect you wherever you go. Yes, the key theme in the psalms one that follows Jesus' first reply to Satan is to trust in God and God's word. So Satan quotes God's word out of context, perhaps, but but a key theme in the Psalter that God is our strength and our protection. You and I often refer to this. How often do we pray for healing, for safe travels, for guidance on the paths of life? We, We believe what Satan is quoting Jesus, but he pushes it. He tells Jesus to take a risk, in fact, to risk his whole life and, and trust God to protect him as he jumps off the, the, the peak of, of, of the temple. And Jesus quotes Moses again on the first commandment. Listen, Israel, our God is the Lord, only the Lord if you don't trust God to be God and walk humbly trusting but honoring God's protections in this life and the next, what will you trust? Some some trust the threat of violence. And others buy a locked house here in the suburbs. We may think it's practical, but is that the heaven on earth for which we hope and pray? Jesus said no. Moses said no. No. Going back to slavery and false security are not the final answer. Makes me wonder if we are in fact slaved to long working hours to keep our family secure away from threats. Jesus replied to Satan who wanted him to purposefully risk his life for no reason other than to see if God would protect him is don't test God we do, we might be sent back to slavery. Or today, we could come to the addiction of risky and wasteful behavior. We could return to being controlled by others. and We could lose our life. Love God. Honor God. Walk humbly with God. Discipline yourself. Focus on your calling. Don't play with fire. Don't test God with your foolishness. Well, Satan's not done. Comes back. Offering Jesus the promised lands, another image from Moses. You can have all you see only by worshiping me. Jesus replies again from the same instructions of Moses in Deuteronomy 6, his commentary on the first commandment. Worship God and and serve only God. God. Yeah, Jesus, you think, could have been king of the nation if he had played his cards differently. His movement could have been powerful. After all, Moses freed his people from the Egyptian empire. Why? Why couldn't Jesus have freed his people from the Roman empire? For the next few years or decades, they might have lived in freedom until they, like us, Divide into two camps and allow the powerful and those greedy for power to replace God as the guiding spirit of the people or listen to the temptations of Satan. This, in fact, happened shortly after the much-honored King David. One generation or two is all it takes for an earthly kingdom to be reversed unless People's hearts and lives are changed and God is loved and trusted and that takes more time, generations, a hundred generations, a thousand years, 10,000 years, how long will it take us? So what is the answer? to the new reign, the kingdom of God. Jesus replied to Satan, it is by worshiping God and serving only God and living in the way of love. It is not by taking power by any abusive, greedy, violent, or forceful way. Force will eventually be overcome by force, violence by violence, greed by greed. Jesus Jesus lives his message. Yes, we see horrific violence and ask God when it will stop. God sent Jesus to tell us the answer is that saves us God, love, love God. Not power, not a bigger barn, not wealth. Love God and love your neighbor. That's the answer to all the issues we face and the straight path to a new heaven and a new earth. And when will it come? When enough people get on board. And that's why Jesus started a movement and told his followers to to spread the word across the world, expanding the movement among all the people, making them believers and disciples of his way of love. The way ahead for us is not easy. We may be ridiculed, we may be poor or overworked, but if you want a community of nations who make sure that everyone is loved and treated justly, it starts by loving God, who loves without control. Love God who provides, who frees the captives, who who heals the weak and and wounded and and, and the sick, who who loves the unloved, the, the immigrant, the peacemaker, the empathetic. I'm I'm speaking scripture here, not, not politics. When we love God and God alone, not some political platform, whether Republican or Democratic, we will learn to love all God's people and all God's creation. We won't master it for our own benefit. And as lives are changed and the world is changed and we recover a bit more hope For the future. Yeah, we have our temptations. Instead of quoting Deuteronomy, we could quote Jesus. Do I seek immediate gratification instead instead of trusting what God provides? Seek first the kingdom of heaven, and all these things will be yours as well. Jesus' disciples were sustained. The mystics in the deserts living in caves were sustained. Then trust God and build the Christ movement. What risky behavior do we practice? Because it gives temporary satisfaction or we want to trust the powers we have. What, What dangerous paths do our kids take and then videotape or brag about at school? What difficult situations do we needlessly get ourselves into? And then, quote, whatever you ask in my name, I'll give to you. Don't build on sand. Build on the rock of the Word of God. What power and status... Do you work for thinking it will provide security and influence? Remember the farmer with an abundant crop who built a bigger barn and then he died that night. Temptation's a personal matter. I don't know what you're tempted by, and you don't want all my stories. Even your parent or spouse may not know how it is with you. I try to keep secrets from my wife, but she she has a way of learning what they are anyway. Because she checks where all the chocolate is in the house. And when one is gone, she knows. Oh, that's a simple matter. I can't tell you some deeper matters. I invite you to take this Lenten season to reflect on your own life. Ask three questions What do you trust to sustain you? What do you reach for to satisfy you? What discipline do you keep to stay close to God? If it isn't God's word and and way, take a step closer these next 40 days plus Sundays. When you fail and take a misstep, humbly ask God for forgiveness and a fresh start. And then let's celebrate together on Easter. During this time, the church will be offering two classes. The Wednesday Night Live, the Gospel of John, focusing on the last week of Jesus and and Saving Us, a, a book written for all people by a climate scientist. And the church has published a Purple Lenten devotional. It's this one. People of the church wrote this. It's in the narthex. There are several copies. Take two. One for you, one for a neighbor. Open your heart and life and pray for God to stir in your soul. This is my prayer and my prayer for our church. Amen.